1: Pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast.
2: This might be college football. Yeah.
3: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome in. It is going to be a busy afternoon as we are smack in the middle of the week and uh, we're going to pick up some of the themes that we left from yesterday, and the big story in sports yesterday came from Knoxville, Tennessee, where uh, first the University of Tennessee basketball program, as we were leading into the game last night, I heard uh, it was Dane Bradshaw talk about how Tennessee could be a national championship team. Well, they didn't get out of the, the night in one piece, losing again, I don't mean them, but another top 10 team losing to South Carolina. How about the Gamecocks? Could this be the Final Four team that the SEC so desperately is looking for? But this really was the story in uh, college sports yesterday. And that is the Tennessee Chancellor, Dondi Plowman, ripping the NCAA would be charitable. Disemboweling the NCAA might be a little more accurate saying they are a failing group Untrue allegations. She asked for a meeting with the NCAA president, denied. We'll talk about uh, this throughout the day. Uh, Later on, Ralph Russo will join us, uh, who wrote that story that we are currently looking at. Charlie Baker, everybody wants to praise the uh, former Massachusetts governor, but yesterday was not one of his better days. Uh, According to this story by Delhi, The NCAA stuck in a quagmire of its own making with the latest NIL mess. And have you heard about this today? The Tennessee Attorney General suing the NCAA in federal court antitrust violations. That's the biggest uh, fear the NCAA has. Virginia is also part of it. And this is why uh, the NCAA is so desperate to get Congress to give them antitrust exemption. Probably not going to get much support from the Tennessee delegation. Uh, Let's talk to Adam Sparks, who covers uh, the beat known as the University of Tennessee. Uh, And Adam, always great to uh, catch up with you. Kind of, I I realize there's no easy way to make sense uh, or easy sense out of this, but uh, give it your best shot. What's the latest from Rocky Top? Yeah, Dondi Plowman
4: spoke again today, Um, so she slept on it last night, got up, and had as much venom as she did (laughs) the day before. So it's obvious this is the the, the tack that Tennessee is going to take. You know, you and I have talked several times about the NCAA investigation that involved Jeremy Pruitt and all that, and Dondi Plowman and Tennessee generally sort of approach that with, with honey. And this is more with vinegar or, or napalm or Tabasco or gasoline or something that they've. I mean, they've made it clear they're going to be on the attack. Um, it was not uh, an accident at all or coincidence that uh, that the the AG, the Attorney General of Tennessee, had a lawsuit ready to go. Um, I'd called the Attorney General's office yesterday when this started to happen and asked, "Hey, do you have a comment?" And the response that I got was, "A comment? We've got a lawsuit." and you know when you when you've got that sort of backing in the state um you can you know you you feel like you can you can sound off a little bit and that's where Tennessee is right now I mean this this has the feel of you know if you had to put it in one phrase I think we'll see you in court that's that's the way that Tennessee is approaching this and whether or not it gets there you know a few years ago I would say no this is just talk but We've seen the NCAA taken to court so many times now, and, and they're, they've been over for a while. So I think this this legitimately could go somewhere uh, in the courts. Um, at least the AG get an injunction to sort of tie the hands of the NCAA, unless they go soft on Tennessee, and maybe, they, maybe that calms things down, but I, I doubt it. Uh,
3: there's a, There was a lot of stories yesterday, Adam, as you well know, um, and, and depending on which one you decided to uh, use as, as your North Star, uh, some, frilly, some, some, some indicating, one in particular from the New York Times, that Tennessee officials are very, are very concerned. Um, but forgetting all the sound and fury, the low-hanging fruit, uh, the beating of piñatas, uh, the, uh, the, the frenzied atmosphere, what, what is Tennessee's biggest concern away from the histrionics in relation to the NCAA right now?
4: Yeah, I mean, I guess if you had to put these in order, the the doomsday scenario would be anything that would hinder the eligibility of Nico Iamaliava, the the quarterback that was mentioned in that New York Times story. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to get through this. But that would be the doomsday scenario. After that would be postseason ban, probably in that order. Uh, postseason ban is supposed to generally be off the table in in most cases now with NCAA. We went over that with the Pruitt scandal. Um, But Tennessee could fall under the the repeat offender clause. They just got hit in the Pruitt uh, case with a lesser charge. Donnie Plowman uh, referenced in her letter to the NCAA president that lack of institutional control is at least being considered here. And if Tennessee got hit with that, you know, a postseason ban could happen. It, I sort of look at this, I, I tend to think, just reading between the lines, I think the NCAA is going after collectives as much or more so than schools or athletes. But the fact that Tennessee has that you know, that recent case, you could stack one on top of the other, and it, it could be some bad news. I, I, a lot of Tennessee fans yesterday that I talked to, Initially panicked, and then after that, said, "Eh, they, they saw what Plowman said, and said this is under control. It's going to be fine." I wouldn't go that far. I don't. I, this is not nothing. Otherwise, Donnie Plowman would not come out with firing like she did. Um, I don't think Tennessee fans should panic, but I think they they should be concerned.
3: And Adam, I realize you're a reporter, but you've been around and you know all the players involved. Is there any way to describe? Uh... Donde Plowman's words and and maybe contrast them with what you know about her and and what do you think it is that sent her to the place she ended up? She is uh, as politically
4: savvy as anybody I've ever covered uh, in or out of sports. I remember back the, the, the Jeremy Pruitt hearings during a break she would come out of the hearing room and go up and have small talk and give a hug to the to the infraction committee members essentially essentially talking up the jury and that was her again honey sort of approach and then you see her flip a switch and come out with venom in this one um she knows sort of the right buttons to push and i, I think she she knew she knew well into this that these are the types of buttons that she was going to push it's it's a first it's frustrating for tennessee now we'll see when the the notice of allegations comes out whether they're guilty or innocent or somewhere in between the two or something to dispute. But I I think the biggest frustration for Tennessee right now is that they've been working with this cloud over the football program specifically the last few years. And they thought they were clear of that. And now another cloud is there. And, you know, Josh Hoppel has sort of made it his approach in this program to not really promote NIL in the way that a lot of the schools do. You don't see them wearing like the polos with the, with the NIL collective on it. You don't see him ever mentioning it on his radio show. He has kept a distance on purpose to make sure he can be clean of any kind of allegations that have anything to do with this. So n- now that this that they're getting hit with this, I think that's the frustrating thing at a time when they're trying to recruit and, uh, and turn the page.
3: Talking to Adam Sparks, uh, Adam, you covered that hearing last summer. I remember talking to you there and uh, there were a lot of a lot of people involved uh, including the commissioner of the sec and others uh, other than donde plowman uh and the political people and let's be honest an attorney general is an elected office have we heard from anyone else
4: no we haven't and i mean greg sankey is the one that i think everybody's waiting to hear from i, I think we we have sort of this this picture in our head that you know, all these schools uh, are going to all lock arms and just, just charge headlong at the NCAA. Uh, you know, that, that, that seems like sort of a neat way to do it. I, I, I doubt that that's going to happen. Maybe it does happen, and maybe it's sort of a proxy war with using these attorneys general, as, as Tennessee is, is benefiting from right now. But y- you're not going to get a coalition of schools that, that, you know, that goes after the NCAA like Tennessee is trying to do right now. And, unless you have the conference behind them. And I just don't know if Greg Sankey is going to take that, that major, major step. Because I think he does want the NCAA to exist. I think he would like to move forward in a different way than it's been. I don't think he wants to burn the house down. I, I don't want to speak for him, but that's sort of been the approach that you've seen from him uh, over the years. I think with the NCAA right now, they've come out with so much proposals, especially Charlie Baker, of trying to move forward and fix what was broken with nil before but the problem is while they're moving forward they're also reaching back and and trying to trying to enforce rules that weren't even in place when some of these alleged violations may have occurred and it's hard you you got to move forward or you got to reach back i think you can't do both of them especially in your if you're in a weak position uh, like the ncaa is and uh you know i think Greg Sankey is probably sitting on the sidelines and and watching this play out. Tennessee will not be the last one. I mean, I've heard in the last 24 hours anywhere from five to 20 or more schools that allegedly are on the list that are going to get hit with NIL. If your school in the last two or three years had a high-profile NIL signing that was in the media and that was celebrated, or you had a recruiting class with a high-dollar figure, Uh, In NIO over the past two or three years, you can expect the NCAA to be snooping
3: around soon. And Adam, I realize uh, this question may not have an easy answer, but you know enough people. So the NCAA is looking into all these different schools: uh, Florida State, Florida, Miami, Tennessee. uh, Probably a safe bet they'll be in Columbus, Ohio, soon if they haven't already been. But do we have any idea what they're, what kind of punishment they'll be doling out, uh, assuming? that they can make any of these things stick?
4: Yeah, I mean, like the Florida State one was settled. uh, One assistant coach got, I think, a show call. He got punished, uh, a very singular punishment. But if you look at those, an NIL collective, uh, they had to sever ties. The school had to sever ties with with one of their NIL collectives, I think, for two years. Uh, They had to sever ties with a booster for three years. That's why I go back to the idea uh, that I think, I think the NCAA is trying to target collectives as much or more so than they are schools or athletes. Uh, The NCAA hates collectives because they hate the system that produce collectives. And I think this is their way of trying to, trying to fight back against those.
3: Adam, finally, uh, back to the question that none of us have an answer to, but uh, you said Don Ploughman is very crafty politically. Do you you know or do you have any idea uh, whether she ran any of this by the commissioner's office or or anyone else other than her general counsel? And obviously somebody else uh, in in the AG's office must have known about it. I mean, I guess what I'm asking is, do you know if she ran this by Birmingham?
4: The easy answer is I don't know. Uh, The reasonable answer is I I can't imagine that they would plunge headlong into this approach without running it by the commissioner's office. You know, But back even again to the Pruitt hearings, it was just, what, seven, eight months ago. Um, you know, Greg Sanky was there as is his duty as the commissioner. He was in the room. He met with Tennessee's attorneys. He was in the loop. He even helped a lot with strategy, as he's supposed to do as the, as the conference commissioner. And, and I have to think that Tennessee at least ran this by and said, this is how we're going to approach this. I don't know that they asked for permission, but I I have to think that they ran it by the commissioner's office. And now I guess we just wait to see if he's going to come out in full support or or just wait till things settle.
3: Adam Sparks, Adam, before you go, uh, when we were in Knoxville a couple of times this year, one of the I think it was the first time we were there. We had the opportunity uh, to to meet not only with you, but we had the chance to uh, visit with some of your immediate Family, and we were. uh, We we noticed this uh, tweet today from Bev Sparks, who is your wife, at least will be as of this hour. Uh, And Bev tweeted uh, yesterday evening, I feel so betrayed by my husband. Two weeks ago, I called the Feinbaum show two different days and no answer. But today, Adam Sparks disagreed to go on his show like nothing happened so i know we've asked you some very difficult questions but now we asked you the most difficult question uh, can you respond to your wife's tweet
4: <laughs> yes that was a that was a that was a short but furious fight uh, i think she was trying to call in. that, that so m- full disclosure my, my wife is a, is a tennessee season ticket holder longtime fan even before i came along long before i came along and uh she she didn't like how some of the calls were coming in that were, I guess, crying over the fact that some players were transferring out of Alabama. Uh, that Alabama discovered some of the, the portal issues that other schools had dealt with, and she wanted to to vent her frustration. And she called, and for whatever reason, she did not skip ahead to the uh, of the line of callers. I can't imagine why. Um, so, so she was hoping for a boycott, but uh, but I answered the call nonetheless.
3: Well, and for that, Adam, we appreciate it. With all apologies to, uh, to Bev, and, and I, I certainly enjoyed meeting her and your, your kids. Uh, you are the, the person we really need on this show, uh, but uh, they're welcome to call in any day. We're here every afternoon. Hey, Adam, thank you very much. You've been a great sport and great information. We have a lot more to do on the Tennessee situation and the uh, evolving dilemma for the NCAA. Darren Heitner, one of the best around the legal aspects of this complicated case. And Ralph Russo, the lead college football reporter for the Associated Press. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show
1: podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8 Corner Pizza with code 8 SAVE. That's the number 8 S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try JET's signature 8 Corner Pizza and get $5 off with code 8 SAVE. That's the number 8 S A V E. JET's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand-name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMS.com Paul. That's HIMS.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a health provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan.
3: Yeah, welcome back. Uh, busy afternoon. Let's uh, get some phone calls in here. And Matthew is up first uh, here. Good afternoon, Matthew. Hey, Paul, I've called a couple of times. I'm a pastor in Alaska, a fourth generation, Missouri
5: graduate. And I saw the Tennessee thing yesterday. Listen to your podcast yesterday, which everyone should subscribe to. And, and I think I, as a whole, the e- e- SEC family, you know, I, I post on some Facebook groups, say, this is a big deal. We all need to. And some were like, well, Tennessee cheated. This is not, they're going as your last expert said, they're going to come for every school, of the big dogs. And we need to email our presidents or AD our our AGs. Cause um, you mentioned it kind of in passing, but you know, Florida has already been zinged. I'm sure Missouri and I just, this NCA, they are so, it's like they've set their goal is to be the new FIFA in how corrupt and how just awful they are. And what you said yesterday is so interesting about, um, about the reporting, how they broke the story. Cause they're leaking it. People need to realize this was one of the things that unified the courts, nine zero the NIL. And so I'm just – this is very scary in my mind because they're going – it's not just t- – the Tennessee haters out there. I know some of you all hate Tennessee. We, of course, beat them this year. They only scored seven points. But the point is this is not about breaking the rules or not. This is about this big, evil Death Star um, coming – for us, and we've got to stand. Our AGs need to get involved. I've emailed our president of Mizzou, AD. They need the the conference needs to come out and say no. You're bullying. It'd be great if the two presidents of the commissioners of the Big Ten and the SEC, Paul. But this is really. It would be good if you consistently, I think, re-educated people. This was not something the NCAA said we've got to do. The NIL. This was the Supreme Court 9-0 decision saying no. They need to do it. So I'm hoping. Oh, I hope. But I was curious, Paul, before I get off, I'll get off. But um, how do you see this going? I know we don't know, but it's just so SEC family. We've got to rally around Tennessee and Florida and we've got I mean, this is well, well, number one, Uh, Matthew.
3: uh, Thank you. Tennessee will get a lot of support on this because the easiest thing in the world is attacking the NCAA. The real issue is 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 what's behind it. I mean, I, I believe the NCAA is reacting to all the coaches who are saying somebody's got to do something about that. So they're they're trying to they're trying to act like they're in charge, even though I think everyone every reasonable person knows that the NCAA oh. NCAA doesn't have any teeth. Um, let me ask you a question. When you mentioned yesterday
5: about the NCAA. Leaking to um, the New York newspaper, right. Is it something where there's not just the legal battle, but there's the public battle where I mean, what the the person at the University of Tennessee went on? people should read that letter because it is like you said, it's beyond scorched Earth. But I'm curious if you if they came to you and said, Paul, we want to hire you as our our press secretary advisor. I'll, I'll get it off the air, but what would you advise the SEC, Tennessee, and you need to focus on Florida too because they were zinged about a month ago. So thank
3: you, Paul. Well, and, thank you very and much. You right. Well, I think around. and this is something that's really been in existence for about 20 years, uh, and it started in Alabama uh, from a lawyer named Tommy Gallion, who's the first one I can remember who started attacking the NCAA. And it used to be that schools would roll over for the NCAA because all the, the faculty reps and all the muckety mucks wanted to be praised on the day of the committee of infraction hearings when the chairman would say we want, to, we want to point out three or four people who were magnanimous in their collaboration. Nobody wants that anymore. Tennessee found out last summer how corrupt the NCAA is. They, they rolled over. They sacrificed the head coach and a zillion players. Remember all those players who left? A lot of them to Oklahoma, a lot of places, one to Alabama. And they still paid an enor- enormous fine. They, they, they barely escaped a bowl ban, and they found out that the NCAA doesn't care. So I think uh, what, what Charlie Baker has tried to do, and, and I think a lot of media lapdogs have fallen for it, is that he talks a good game. Uh, I've said a couple of times that I heard him actually... Uh, at an event that I was part of, uh, blame everything on the NCAA before he got there. Well, you know what? He's been there a year and a half now. He hasn't done anything. He, uh, he, he, He looks good in an expensive suit. He talks a good game with his Harvard accent, but he still hasn't done anything except lean on Congress to make his life easier. Well, Congress is not going to make his life easier. Let's continue with more phone calls. John is up next in Louisville. Hey, John. You're not, you're not getting a Christmas card from Charlie Baker. I don't want one. Do you? Uh, you know, I, I think I, I am one of the few people in the media who, who hasn't rolled over and bowed down because I just don't. I, I think he's an empty suit, John.
6: Yeah, I agree. Hey, Paul, uh, like the first
3: interview, uh, we'll have to get Beb, uh, Sparks on soon as well, correct? Yeah, Bev. Uh, I like a woman who will go publicly uh, scorched earth against her own husband. Thank goodness my wife doesn't yeah. have a Twitter account.
6: Thank God she didn't listen to the show. Yeah, hey Paul, no. um, I agree. Uh, I agree. The uh, I told her it's Tennessee, tax. Uh,
3: I told her it's tax season, so I may not be home early for a couple of weeks.
6: <laughs> Good line. I uh, I like the Tennessee uh, Chancellor. I agree. She's got political savvy. I mean, she was no saint in the earlier uh, investigation because let's face it, uh, a dossier was handed over to both the NCA and. Uh, Tennessee, uh, school, but she was smart enough to, uh, work with, uh, the situation. I thought she did an excellent job. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, Tennessee signed up, uh, for, uh, the NCA. They, they've got their own guidelines and rules and, uh, they've got protocol for the investigation. She, you, your earlier cooperation doesn't get you a special meeting with the president, what, whatever. But, um, uh, I think, um, the same folks complaining yesterday about this were upset with OSU last week, uh, Want them investigate, Want Jim Harbaugh kicked out and Michigan out of the CFP. I think um, we just need to let things play out. There are protocol, there are procedures to follow, and uh, I think they want change, Paul. Instead of suing, I think they need to make the changes with the NCAA rules and regulations and the protocol that yeah, they follow. Don't you know you?
3: what, uh, John? I don't mind the chancellor, but once you got once you get politicians involved, uh, it's pretty easy to see through. Yeah, and, and now every example. every every two bit politician in Tennessee is, is 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 grandstanding and looking for for a television camera so they can uh, feign outrage. Uh, when I didn't hear from any of them the last time around, we'll take a short break. We are back with more.
1: You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.
2: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative
1: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
3: Welcome back as uh, so we continue more phone calls and let's grab uh, Bubba from North Carolina. Hello, Bub. What's oh, shaking, Paul? Randy. Hey, Randy, hey, you? You? is Randy here? No. Okay. Randy there today. Yes. Randy's here. Is Randy? Randy's, is Randy there? Uh, okay, Ra- Randy's currently negotiating a new contract, so he's not talking until he gets his money. Well,
7: he's in there trying to bribe somebody with a bottle of Jack Daniel's, probably.
3: Yep. Randy said, "I'm not coming. I'm not coming back until I get McAfee money."
7: That's right. Oh wow! Wow, I'm not even going to touch that one. Oh Lord, the Tennessee Vols basketball game last night. Yeah, I uh, saw it. I watched. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. Tennessee was flat. Hey, hey, Tennessee. hey, hey, hey Rick Barnes, next
3: time you decide to keep fouling the same guy, why don't you just close your eyes and shoot somebody else?
7: Yeah, really. I told my. Here's what's funny. I told my wife before the game last night, I said, watch Tennessee come out and lay an egg tonight, and they'll probably go to Rupp Arena Saturday and play out of their mind. Oh, yeah. And honestly, last night they were just flat. They were terrible. Uh, but I'm not sweating it. I mean, they got a lot of stuff to fix before March. But you know, well as I do. It, it, nothing's really relevant till we get to March. You know, the winter of the regular season really doesn't matter much. But uh, these Tennessee allegations, I'm glad they got the Attorney General involved. I knew that was coming. Uh, the NCAA is of nobody but herself if they think Congress is going to throw them a bone. Congress doesn't have time for this mess. We've got enough major problems to deal with. And uh, this is the NCAA's last attempt It at it seeming, at, at seeming relevant. They're just not relevant, Paul. And they could threaten this and make all kinds of accusations. You know, like I said, they don't have enough manpower to investigate all the NIL stuff that's went down the last two Seriously, years. Seriously, Bubba, the, the they NCAA
3: could not successfully prosecute somebody running a stop sign.
7: No, but here's what makes me mad, Paul. Tennessee just finally got its nose out of the water with the football program. Now that uh, Josh Heupel finally has his players in there that he's recruited and handpicked from the portal, he's got his team built, he's ready to put Tennessee uh, back in a good place where it should be, you know, they've sucked for years. It's about time we finally got saw the light of day. And now the NCAA wants to hang a black cloud back over the program. I'm not buying this crap. They need to go the hell on. Greg Sankey needs to step in and say, listen, we're going to run our own football programs. You know, they, they need to just get rid of them. I mean, they're useless,
3: Paul. Bubba, thank you very much. Will in North Carolina, you're on the air.
8: Paul, oh, last night after uh, everything that occurred, I went to bed and slept like a baby. I mean, <laughs> the NCAA the NCA really has with last yesterday afternoon. they really rectified the last five years of what they've done yesterday. I mean, thank God they finally done something. You know, I mean, the thing what really gets me, Paul, about it. Is like you were saying with Adam, like I heard Quinshawn Jenkins and Caleb Downs, like I hope they took a Greyhound bus to visit Ohio State when they went. I mean, we got, we got, like colleges already, like offering and luring uh, current college players away. And Nico was just like in high school. Is what I don't get. And it's just a plane ride. I mean, I'm I'm all for rules and everything, but I mean, I I, I mean. With what's going on and stuff, um, with like for instance, Zay Flowers being offered while he was at Boston College to leave. I mean, Nico was in high school and it was a plane ride, and that's the thing that really gets really well, well, in my First blood. of all, Will,
3: let me offer this quick opinion: the NCAA is not going to do anything uh, other than rattle the cage. I mean, they're trying to. This is a face saving measure for them. They're trying to send a message that hey we, we you know, we hear you, we're we're trying to do something about it, but they really don't have the ability to do anything about it. Yeah. I mean I've grown used to the fact
8: that being a Tennessee fan, we can't have anything great. But if they take Nico from us, I mean or or put him out for a year or so, to where he can't play. Well, I think I think I think up. they're
3: going to try to threaten, but uh, Tennessee just ought to ignore them, frankly, instead of yelling at them and suing them. Nobody really just you, ignore them. Don't answer their mail. Do you think this could be like a huge turning point, like in in college? Well, or, you know, no, class? but I, I think there's a couple other major cases ahead of this. The problem is that. I mean, everybody's got lawyers, and you just watch the the big stories Uh of uh, of the day that are in Washington. You can get something delayed Uh for a very long time. In this case, we Uh just filed today. Uh, The odds Uh of it seeing the inside of a courtroom anytime near is not very good. Tennessee's best option at some point would probably be to get some sort of restraining order to prevent them from interfering with the player. But right now, we don't even know what the allegations are. Yeah,
8: I, I mean, I, I've grown used to the fact we can't have anything nice. But if they take Nico it's over. I think my last thing, Paul, before I go, is I think Tennessee could save a lot of money by uh, hiring William from Maryville for the defense. Yeah, well,
3: first of all, I think William, uh, I think William, uh, he is licensed in in, in Tennessee, so uh, we are going to go ahead and appoint William from Maryville uh, to the lead the lead counsel on the case here. Order in the court. Augie is second chair. Legend is the chief investigator. And I mean investigator. (laughs) You don't want to see Legend knocking on your door. We'll take a short break before we uh, walk into the wrong wrong room here. More to come. More guests. We're just
1: underway. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
3: A lot of conversation about Tennessee today, uh, and understandably so. Steve is in Kingsport, Tennessee. Steve? How you doing, Paul? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you very much. I'm standing
0: out here in my backyard today in my Derek Dooley orange pants, and my <laughs> Jeremy Pruitt Velcro sneakers, standing next to my Butch Jones brick by brick fire pit, and I'm burning my Charlie Baker for dog catcher t-shirt. I like it. Count, get me one. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's amazing to me that the powers that call themselves to be can come up with these rules open the Pandora's box of NIL, and then decide they want to backtrack and stir the pot to see what floats to the top. Now, how is it that everything is okay under the sun now, but we can go back and say, oh, well, you gave someone a ride, whatever the allegations may be, for a plane ride or a new pair of shoes or whatever they're using to coax People to come to different places to play, but how can you say the rules are clearly undefined and then try to define them and slap some charges on someone? I mean, does that isn't that what's going on here?
3: Uh, it, it is, but but the problem is that the NCAA rule book was devi- devised for a particular set of allegations. NIL is complete is. Totally new, and it's essentially cheating anyway. So how do you oh, yeah. Legis- yeah, How I, do you how do you legislate cheating when everybody knows it is cheating? Everybody's doing it.
0: Yeah. So I mean that, that's that's my only. I mean, the NCAA yeah, is I, only I,
3: cracking down on the schools who who like go through the million dollar mark for a player. They're not stopping anybody from giving a just a paltry hundred thousand or two hundred thousand to a player. Yeah. Well, you know, the IRS
0: has already dug into everything and looked and said, you know, here's our opinion on it. You're not going to get a tax break from this. And so now the NCAA, I guess, with their Charlie Baker bag boys wanting to come by for a second brown paper sack full of cash from UT. I
3: don't know. And again, we we have an attorney on, and I'm going to leave it to him later. He's a sports attorney. Expertise is NIL, but... There, there's a lot of misunderstanding about uh, these prior cases, like, like the Austin case, which has been mentioned a couple of times. That was, yeah. not, that was not about NIL. Uh, and I'm gonna let Darren explain uh, in, in great detail what, what that was really all about. Uh, but, but there's a, okay. the fact it, it happened to come at, at the same time. And I think a lot of us confused it, but it, it was done before NIL ever happened uh, hey, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. Jerry is up next in Kentucky. Uh, hello, Jerry. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Right, uh, right. I, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little tired
9: of this crying by the Tennessee people. They they were bragging about what they were doing with Nico the summer of 22, and so was Texas A&M bragging about the money they were throwing around. And if, if you remember the summer of 22, the NCAA came out with a very clear statement that said that NAL was for players that were on campus. It was not to be used as an inducement to get high school players or transfers onto campus. And Spire Sports thumbed their nose at the NCAA in Tennessee, and they said, we're going to go ahead and do it anyway, and then other schools started to follow. I remember clearly that in in July of 22, Mitch Barnhart and Mark Stoops were going at it because Stoops is going nuts because Spire Sports, they were going after some of the same high school kids, and they were throwing the money around. And the only question was, does the NCAA have the stones to enforce its own rules? And they haven't had so far. And now it looks like maybe they're getting it. And that's why they're going after Tennessee, because ten, because fire sports in Tennessee with a poster child for, for giving this money is induced with the high school athletes to come to Tennessee. And I know Legend was going up upset about people tampering with Alabama players. That's the other thing this is about, is to stop this tampering from happening and keep, and keep NIL for what it's supposed to be. And that's for athletes in the program to make money.
3: Well, sir, thank you very, very much. Um, yeah, right. Ken is up next in South Carolina. Hello, Ken.
0: Hey, Paul. I just heard one of your callers talking about Tennessee. Just didn't look like they were ready to play against South Carolina. Well, I guess Kentucky didn't. wasn't prepared to play for us last week either. So. I just want people to keep sleeping on us, and uh, picked us last in the conference, and uh, I think you had one caller, Dwayne from LSU, talking about they were going to pluck the feathers off. uh, They sure were. The Lady Gamecocks. Well, the only feathers I saw getting plucked was Kim Mulkey's blouse that looks like she's peacock feathers on her. So that's the only feathers I saw getting plucked. So you got any comment about that, or you think – we're just, uh, uh, do I have
3: any comment on, on Kim Mulkey's blouse? No, but I, I'm very impressed with, with the South Carolina uh, basketball program, both men and women. Thank you very much for the call. Bash is up next in Boulder. Bash, Brother Paul, thanks for taking my call. Uh,
10: shout out to Randy. Roll tight to you, sir. I'm at. Paul, I got a question uh, regarding uh, everything with uh, Tennessee going on lately. Do you think, I know Nico is just a young athlete. He's you know, in every right to be taking advantage of the, the opportunities that these recruiters gave him before he became a volunteer. But do you think right now, is there any part of him that's regretting that he got in that plane? Or do you think it's like, we are young, you make decisions like that, and that's not your responsibility?
3: Uh, I can't imagine uh, Nico having any regrets right now. He's at the school he wanted to go to, and however he got there was not his problem.
10: That's a good answer. I agree with that. One final question, Paul. Who do you think is going to win tonight between Alabama and Georgia in the men's basketball game? Bama. My man. Thank you, Paul. Roll tide, sir, and have a good day.
3: We are, he- we are-, we are heading to the second hour. We survived the first hour, including that last call. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.